Hello, this is Ruth for Ruth Talks Food. One Jewish holiday that was never really celebrated in my home when I was growing up is Shavuot, which is observed at the end of May in 2020. It celebrates a seminal event for the Jewish people, the giving of the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai and the Torah, our most sacred text. But perhaps because there was no big family feast, no particular songs, and no gifts or games associated with it, at least in our house, it didn't hold a lot of appeal for parents like mine who were trying to interest their kids in their religious heritage. But this year, as an adult in quarantine, hungry for connection, whether through family, friends, faith, or food, I learned that it's customary to read the Book of Ruth in synagogues on this holiday, a meaningful tie as I'm named for this biblical heroine who so loved her mother-in-law, Naomi, that even after her husband, Naomi's son, died, she clung to her, adopted her religion, married one of her kinsmen, and became the great-grandmother of the famed King David. In her preface to the beautiful edition that I have, Mary Ellen Chase wrote that the simple story had a profound moral message, that human love is able to bridge the shallow differences of nationality, and that true religion is a matter of heart and not of race, truly a message that speaks to our time, too. It's the custom on this holiday to eat dairy foods. In the Jewish Holiday Kitchen, writer Joan Nathan explains the dairy connection as one based in nature. Churning and cheesemaking are common features of spring harvest festivals the world over, when goats, sheep, and cows begin to graze more and thus produce more milk. Also, she points out, the Torah, central to this holiday, is compared to milk and honey in the Song of Songs. Among the most popular dishes associated with the holiday is cheesecake, which my mother often made. Hers was a molded marvel of creamy perfection, usually marred by a slight crack down the middle that she covered with berries. I have no memory of another iconic dairy dish, blintzes, showing up on our table, though I'm fairly sure they did with a dollop of sour cream and jam. When I decided to try my hand at making blintzes, I picked through a shelf full of Jewish cookbooks, including Nathan's Holiday Kitchen, a spiral-bound red collection titled Blast Off with Blintzes, dating from 1969 from the Hadassah chapter to which my mother belonged. And my sentimental favorite, The Art of Jewish Cooking by Jenny Grossinger, the first Jewish cookbook I ever purchased. Recipes in this book were for dishes served at the famous Grossinger's Catskills Resort Hotel that inspired the film Dirty Dancing. I went with the Grossinger's recipe, which is also in the Nathan cookbook. The pages are yellowed and the directions are not very detailed, but it leaves the adventure in cooking. You might actually have to go figure it out for yourself, as I did. As for fillings, Grossinger offers five varieties— apple, vegetable, meat, cheese, and blueberry. I tried the last two with mixed results. The blueberries, a large organic variety, tore the delicate crepe-like pancake apart, while the cheese turned out well, though my shaping skills will take more practice. Next time, I'll try smaller blueberries or a different filling altogether. In this moment, when I have too much time on my hands, 
I'm channeling earlier eras, even biblical ones, choosing to take the long road rather than a shortcut. The small details of cooking are a great distraction from the much larger issues that threaten to derail so much we've taken for granted, like everything. I even opted to make some farmer's cheese to use in my filling in place of drained cottage cheese or running off to the store in search of that specific ingredient. It came out well, although I would cut the salt by at least half. I used a little of the cheese on some bread I made with cranberries, pecans, and golden raisins. Making bread is another satisfying distraction. It's also delicious and seems to make everyone happy. I think even the biblical Ruth would approve. Thanks for reading and listening to Ruth Talks Food. If you enjoyed this edition, please share it with a friend and leave a comment on my blog or on Twitter at Ruth Talks Food. See you in the kitchen.